Only, only about yourself. Only about yourself. Life is only about yourself. How many of you think like that? Damn, damn. Then how many of you believe, think that life is not only about yourself, but it's also about others? Raise your hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Amen. So you find that in life, Amen. So we, we often have a seed at the end of it, okay? So now you can either you can either plant that seed or what? Throw it away. But you find that when you plant that seed, will you get back the seed that you got? That you planted? No. What will you get? Fruit, right? Eventually. So what happens is, you are the seed of God. Why? Because out of six million chan, is it six million spams? We are all adults here. This is mentorship. We are going to be real. Because if I am it's real. Today is real too. He learned it in biology. See that he learns it, right? <laughs> you don't learn it in biology. Eventually, he's going to learn. No, like in biology, you say there are six what? Million. Is it six million or six thousand? Six thousand, right? Spams. That go to ovulate. <laughs> Amen. So there are six thousand spams that go to ovulate the what? The ovo of the woman, right? Yeah, we're getting biology time time. Don't worry, you, you see how this all blends to others. So now, <laughs> so now, you find that out of that six million, why is it that it turned out to be you? Yes, sir. And then very fast, you know. Amen. At when I'm going very fast, I think with me. Can come sit. So others that they were fast, amen. It's one fast. <laughs> Amen. So you find that out of six million, it is not by chance or by luck that you came. It was by purpose. And the one who predetermined your purpose was God. Amen. He's the one who said that, uh uh, first I will marry 5,099. Amen. Because I have a particular purpose for him or for her. Amen. So God wanted you at a particular time. God wanted you in a particular family. So what did he do? He ensured that you were born through that family. Amen. But don't forget, you are what? See. So God decided to plant you on the face of the earth using your parents. Your parents were the gateway that brought you to this earth. Amen. But being your gateway doesn't mean they are your roadway. Amen. So you find that just like any other seed, <laughs> seeds must grow. Seeds must bear forth what? Fruit. That's when we're talking about fruit trees or fruit seeds because other seeds don't bear fruit. It depends with what type of seed you are. Yes. What is a sperm? Seed. You plant it, right? In the woman. 
then you come out. <laughs> Should I let me to explain biology? Or we, we didn't get there. Amen. So we became seeds that were planted on the face of the earth for a particular purpose. But then we have to understand the life of the seed because certain times when God is referring to you and I, he says we are what? Trees. Isn't it so? We'll get to the book of Psalms 1. It says you are a what? Tree. Amen. So now, question. Does a tree, like a mango tree, eat of its own fruits? Sir, when you got sick and you prayed, you, 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 you have healing anointing, right? So now, sir, when you got sick and you prayed for yourself, the healing manifest. It didn't manifest. But when you prayed for others, healing went, went, right? So does a mango tree partake of its own fruit? So how many are still saying life is need for you alone? The number is dropping. We have one more. We just have to win this one to the Lord. Amen. Amen. So you find that a seed never partakes of its own what? Fruit. Because every fruit in the tree is for the benefit of you and what? Isn't it so? Mango Those who love mango will go black. You even climb trees that you've never climbed. You have abilities to climb trees that you don't have. Amen. So you find that we are trees. Amen. Oh, sorry, we are seeds. We haven't yet become what? We'll get to that point of becoming trees. Amen. We are what? Seeds that have been brought forth on the face of the earth to bear forth a particular kind of fruit. Each and every one of us here is meant to bear forth a particular kind of fruit. Amen. So now, you find that the tree, when it is there, it is there to solve a particular problem, isn't it so? This mango tree gives you fruit. Don't you want fruit? Doesn't fruit help you for your health? It does. So even you are like that tree. You are there to solve a particular problem. Because beyond the problem of just providing you fruits that a mango tree does, it also provides you with oxygen. Isn't it so? Are you seeing that? So you are the solution to certain problems that have been identified, not only in your life, but in the life of others and in the life of your family. Amen. So, certain times when you are about to act, when you are about to speak, or when you are about to do something, you should not be considerate of only yourself. You should be considerate of what? Others. Because when you plant a tree and it's beginning to develop to become a tree that bears forth fruit, does it only look to itself? No. It looks to the ability of giving back to the environment. It looks to the ability of bearing forth fruit that many people may be beneficiaries of what is invested in it. And God ensured that as you came on the face of the earth, he had invested one or two things in you that he needed to be brought forth in our time. Amen. So now you find that we are not here to live for the sole benefit of ourselves. Because the thing that has killed many not only in ministry, but in our generation in business itself. The ability to just think about yourself. What is my benefit? What is, 
What am I getting? What about me? Me, me, me. Me cues. Because me is selfish. Are you seeing that? So you find that if you are only considering yourself, you are selfish. And so as you are selfish, you won't be able to benefit from the resources of the earth. Neither will you be able to develop. Are you getting that? The tree just says, okay, today I, I, I don't remove leaves. I just want to become a the stem and the branch is just like that. Will it bear forth fruit? No. Imagine it's considering just to hold on to the water without removing the leaves and whatnot. What will happen? It eventually die out. No one will come to it. Why? That's because that's what happens to many of us when we are focused on self, 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 self. What about others? Amen. So you find that when Jesus Christ came, he did not only come to die for your sins. I usually tell people to say, if he came to die for your sins, why didn't he die while he was a baby? Why? Jesus would have died if, he, if his sole purpose on earth was to just come die for you and die. Why didn't he die while he was a baby? If that was his sole purpose. Why did God allow him to grow and begin to bear forth fruit? Amen. That's one thing we're going to ask. So now, when Jesus Christ came, he came to show us the way of life. And he's showing us the way of life. He came to show us love. Because Satan... Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. I thought I was going to be restored. So he came to show us love, right? We say God is what? Love. Isn't it so? This song is nice. It's a long time. Love came down and rescued me. Love came down and set me free. I am yours. I am forever yours. Love came down and set me free. Love came down and rescued me. I am yours. I am forever yours. I am yours. I am yours. Amen. First Corinthians 13, verse 5. Those who are there, you can read for us. First Corinthians 13, verse 5. Yes, sir. First Corinthians 13, verse 5. The Bible says, Doeth not the hand itself unseemly, unseemly, seeketh not her all, it is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Amen. So, another version. Uh-huh. Love is not what? And it is not what? God's greatest commandment is what? And he said, in order, love the Lord your God. And then love who? 
yourself and then love who? So now, how can you love others when you are selfish? Because we are now dealing with the heart. So if you are now following, we are in the heart series. Amen. I won't be learning about the heart. Amen. So now, love is not said, or the Bible. The Bible says, right? So now, why is it that in a generation or in this era or in this time, our love is often selfish? Hmm? Sorry? Don't usually, here, she said, we don't usually read the Bible. Amen. So love can be learned. Love is what? Learnable. Because everything that you have been doing from childhood, you have learned. You learned to walk, you learned to talk, you learned to do. So even loving, you can learn it. But now, that's why the order of priority says, love the Lord your God. And then now God teaches you how to love yourself. And as you begin to love yourself, now teaches you to love. So he is the teacher of. Because the first relationship that existed in the Bible is not between Adam and Eve. It's between God and. Yes, it was a love affair. I don't want to get deep, but yeah, well, yeah. Tell what it is. Hallelujah. You see that, yeah? So that's the way it is. So love is not selfish. At the end of the time, we'll see why we're learning about love. Amen. So you as a seed, there are certain things that you thrive on, right? In order for a seed to develop, it must be what? In the soil, right? If you plant a seed in the wrong soil, what happens? Will it grow? It dies, right? So you find that for you as a seed to begin to develop and to mature and to become a tree that bears forth right fruit, you need to have right soil. Tell your neighbor, right soil. You need to, have, you need to be in the right ground. Tell your neighbor, right ground. Ask your neighbor, are you planted in the right ground? What have they answered you? They're laughing. Ask your neighbor, what is the right ground? Have they answered you? Z. What? The Bible. Amen. So, the... So, in order for a seed to grow, to develop and bear forth fruit, it needs to be in the right soil. And the right soil for you and me is called God's presence. Huh? You cannot bear forth fruit unless you abide where? God's presence is the right environment. There's no fruit that you can ever bear as an individual minus the presence of God. Everything that you shall bear forth minus God are called weeds. Because they will not only destroy you, but they will destroy others around you. Because the thing about sin is, I do not want to do it alone. I want to do it with somebody else. 
Why do you think that when you start doing a bad habit, you want to influence others into that bad habit? Amen. Are you seeing that, yeah? That's the way it is. So any fruit you as an individual bears minus God is simply weeds. And it's sooner or later going to destroy you and others around you. Jesus. Hallelujah. So the presence of God is simply where your relationship starts. Because that seed, as you plant it in the soil, it begins to relate with the soil. There is a love affair going on there. So as you abide in the presence of God, there is a love affair going on. That's why it is called intimacy, koinonia. Amen. Intimacy with God. Being in the presence of God makes you what? Intimate with what? God. Intimacy only happens in what? Relationships. Isn't it so? So you begin to love God. You begin to learn how to love. He teaches you how to love in His presence. Hallelujah. Amen. So now, the presence of God, two things happen for you to get there. One of the cardinal things is what? Many of you would dwell in the presence of the Most High. How do you get there? I rephrase the question. How do you spend time in the presence of God? Again, I rephrase it. When you say you dwell in the presence of God, right? Or you have relationship with God, how does that relationship come about? How do you grow that relationship with God? Yes, that, that's much simpler. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Prayer. That's what I was going to say. Pray. Pray. But don't just pray anyhow. <laughs> don't just pray what? Prayer gets you intimate with God. But not every prayer gets you intimate with what? Exactly. I don't want to derail people, but I'll just stick to not every prayer gets you intimate with. Isn't it so? Not every conversation you may have between a boy and a girl will get you intimate. Isn't it so? So not every prayer that you offer before God will get you what? So we just end here. Hallelujah. Amen. If you want to learn prayers that get you intimate with God, study David. 
as our daily study psalms. There are a lot of things hidden there. But one of the, have you ever, most of you even prayed that prayer point, creating me a what? Clean heart. Oh God. Because the moment your heart becomes proud, what will happen? He will do what? Cast you away. So you have to ensure that as you are praying, you are praying prayers that will help God align and adjust your heart towards Him. Because your heart, that's where the love happens. The love affair between you and God happens where? In the chambers of your heart. So now imagine if one of the dysfunctions of your heart begin to grow because they are weak. What will happen? It will choke your relationship with God. Are we a little bit clear? Okay. So now, as the seed begins to intermingle with the soil, it has to love the nutrients. Tell me about nutrients. What are the nutrients? You are a seed. You are planted on the face of the earth. You are supposed to grow. So now we're looking at the procedure of growing a tree, right? A seed. So when you plant a seed in the soil, it needs what? Water and what? Nutrients. Yes, and sunlight. But not all trees grow in sunlight. Yeah. Trust me, when you, when you, when you study them, you'll see. Are you seeing that, yeah? So you have to love the water and the what? The, the water and the... Let's go to the book of Psalms 1. Psalms chapter number 1, verse 1, going down, will tell you where to end. The first thing I was considering before ministry was, was comedy. So I'm trying. But you guys are a hard crowd, like really hard, very hard. Anyway, Psalms chapter 1, who's there? Bukuya Samoli chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not on the counsel of the ungodly, uh-huh. nor standeth in the way of sinners, uh-huh. nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Uh-huh. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Uh-huh. Just there. His delight is where? Uh-huh. Continue. And in his and in his law doeth the doeth he meditate day and night. Day and the what? The law. Mm-hmm. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water. He shall be like what? He shall be like what? He shall be like what? So what makes that person become like a tree? The law of the Lord. And what is the law of the Lord? The word of God. So your nutrients and your water is the word of God. But how many of us actually expect to bear forth fruit when our Bibles are closed? How many of us when we only read the Bible on Sunday? Yeah. No meditation. No 
reading the word, what happens? Are you seeing that? If you don't give a tree its nutrients and its water, what happens? So your productivity dies the moment you stop reading the word. Your growth dies the moment you stop reading the word. Because every other principle that you find, whatever book you ever read, is still got it from the word. Go to whatever. I'll show you where the scripture is. Are you seeing that? So the word of the Lord is the nutrient that you need. Are you seeing that? So now, you have to understand something about intimacy to be between you and your father. What does the word father mean? It means Abba. It means source. But one of the other things that the word father means is nourisher. Cultivator. Those words are used only in agricultural principles, isn't it so? When you hear cultivator, what is a cultivator? Somebody who's shaking the ground, isn't it so? And when you hear nourisher, it's somebody who's what? So you find that that's what happens. Are you saying that? So nourisher and what? That's what father means. So as you begin to spend your time in the presence, in the word of God, you begin to grow and develop. As you begin to bear forth fruit according to the way God has designed you. Because not everybody is meant for the puppet. 50% of what I'm called to is the puppet. 50% of what I'm called to again is business. But how did I know? The presence and the way. So some of you will end up being frustrated because you want to preach like whoever. You may not be called to preach. You may be called to bear forth fruit in different directions. If God has called you to be a mango tree, bear forth mango what? Fruit. If God has called somebody else to be an avocado tree, let them bear forth what? Avocado fruit. So now you find that the time that a mango tree takes is not the same duration as an avocado tree. Because an avocado tree can take two years plus three months just developing before it begins to bear forth fruit. A mango, even a year plus six, one year, six months above, then it begins to bear forth fruit. Are you seeing the difference? So now if you keep on looking at your neighbor, this one is doing this before me. What are you happen- What's happening? How can a mango compare to an avocado? So you have to know what kind of a tree God has called you to be. You have to know what God, what, what God wants you to bear forth fruit in this generation. You have to know what kind of fruit am I bearing? What kind of tree am I meant to be on this face of the earth? But you can never know. Minus what? Love. It's too dangerous on love. Because the environment in which you grow is love. <coughs> the presence is what? A love affair, isn't it so? And as you begin to bear forth fruit, you are bearing forth fruit and giving off to other people because you what? You love them. The oxygen that the tree gives you is because it also loves you. So it's giving you something that's worth it. Isn't it so? Something that would sustain your life. The fruit it gives you. Is it thinking about itself? No. He said love is not what? Selfish. Amen. Ask anybody, are you loving what you're hearing? Amen. What have they answered you? Uncle <laughs> Aziz. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. We do not answer. Amen. So you are meant to bear forth what? Fruit. In order for you to become, a love affair has to happen. First between you and God. Because it is God who is going to grow you to become the tree that he ordained you to be. Because he is the one who said, out of the 6,000, 6, I just want one seed. And this seed is for this generation. That's why Mordecai told Esther, you were born for such a time as this. You and I were born for such a time as this. When things are going negative. Why? Because we were meant to become the solution through our relationship with what? God. Are you seeing that? It starts first with the presence. It also starts also with the word. Because the moment you disconnect yourself from the soil, what happens? Imagine a tree, a seed is germinating and growing. Then my son, my fukula, my fumyam. Will it continue to grow? What will happen? It will never grow and develop, isn't it so? Until you plant it back where? In the soil. I'm quiet. Hallelujah. So, we have to learn one thing about life. Is life thrives best in love. I know many of the times the love we have received is conditional love. I know many of the times the love that we received was backed by condemnation and judgment. Isn't it so? I know certain times, certain people just say, I've stopped worshiping God because of so and so. They did me so and so. God is not man. God is different. He will know how to nature you. He will know how to grow you so that you become a fruit. But you, as an individual, you have to make two decisions. Reading your Bible and dwelling in his presence. Provided you do not do the two. When 20 years from now, we'll come see. Those, we all learned the same thing under the same teacher, but we'll see the results. Are you seeing that? We see the results. The results are what will tell whether or not what has been taught here is practiced. Amen. I didn't say five. I said within twenty years, if Jesus studies, we see the fruits, and we see this one was paying attention. This one was not. This one was. This one was just there because of A, B, and C. But we are all here to grow. God wants us to grow and develop that we become trees. Trees that bear forth life. But we cannot bear forth life if we do not love. Amen. The difference between us and trees is trees by nature are meant to give. Trees by nature are meant to be selfless. But us by choice, we can either be selfless or selfish. Are you getting that? By choice, you can either be what? It's up to you. But a tree doesn't have that option. As it begins to grow, it's just meant to automatically become what? Selfless. Looks beyond itself. But you have a choice. 
you either become selfless or selfish. Because one thing you have to know is love is a choice. One of the attributes of love we said is what? It is not what? Selfish. Amen. So now, let's get to what? God loves each and every one of us. I know many other times some of us say, I need to be perfect in order to be loved by God. You say, God did not come to love the perfect. Show me a scripture which says God came to love the perfect. Can any think of any verse, any scripture? He said he came to die for the what? The sinners. That he can bring them to redemption. I see. His love was so unconditional that he came to die for me and you. And you know, it was like it was like a risk. Say, I'm dying for these guys, but I don't know whether they will choose me or they will not. But I'm still betting on it because I still want them to choose me. And so he drew you. And as he draws you, as you begin to relate with him, you will never have, you will never be perfect. Because I, I, I know that sometimes as you grow in your relationship with God, you may make mistakes. Mistakes do happen. I'm saying mistakes do what? But there's a difference between doing something intentionally and a what? A mistake. <coughs> a mistake means there was no intention. And when you do something by intention, it means you wanted to what? Do it. It was already planned. It was already thought out. It was already in action. It was already in motive. Even when God told you this, do not do, you went ahead and did it. But either way, his God is a loving father. We see that from the story of what? The prodigal son. He went away to do his own thing. And the father was out there waiting. He was waiting. He was waiting. He was waiting because he had hope one day the child would come. He knew that the moment the, the child disconnected with the father, did the child bear forth fruit? No. What happened? The weeds kicked in. His life became a disaster. That's what happens when we disconnect from the presence of God. That's the prodigal sign. He shows you that. Hallelujah. So you see that as you dwell under part, so you may veer off, you may feel unworthy, because certain times we all feel unworthy. Because when the presence of God is heavy upon you, you feel like, ah, I'm a sinner. I'm a what? I'm a what? It's natural. It's normal. But the essence of life is to repent and get back to the what? The father. Even the prodigal son was willing to repent. That's why he said in his heart to say, I will go tell my father. To say, I have sinned before what? Heaven. And I've sinned before against you. I've sinned against heaven and I've sinned against what? The reason why I'm teaching about love is because love has power. The greatest time I've ever seen the anointing of my life, the grace of my life, the giftings over my life, ever wake, is when I did it out of love. When love was involved, it yielded greater 
result. Maybe I'm, I'm, I may not be the only one, sir. Can you attest also to the same? Trust me, you may have gift, you may have power, you may have all these things. But if you do not have love, because love is the greatest superpower. <laughs> love is the greatest what? But our generation is veering off from love. And we want to bear forth fruit. How can you bear forth fruit when you do not meet the demands that necessitate for your bearing forth fruit? Because in order for you to be in the environment of God, it means there should be love involved. In order for you to read the word, it means there should be love involved. Papa, we're just talking about loving the Lord your God. Why don't you have gotten back to it? Amen. Amen. Loving the Lord your God. So you have to know that when you go before God, you will never be 100% perfect. That's why we repent nearly every day. We tell God we've seen. We tell God everything. Are you seeing that? We tell God our struggles, our worries, because certain times when you see men of God, you say, ah, they are quite their struggles because God is always by there. Filapena! Filapena naifu. Amen. Okay. Oh, no. Let's keep the emotional parts. Hallelujah. God's love is so intentional that he cares for you and I. He cares for your problems and your burdens. There was one time I was depressed, I was sad, I was frustrated. And I was in the bedroom. I was crying. It's better to cry in your room. So I cried because I was crying face in heaven. Yeah? And I was talking to God. Then in that process, you've seen the way when you hug someone, you're able to feel like I've hugged someone. Yeah? In that very moment, I thought as well this because my eyes were closed. I was crying. I was trying to talk to God. I thought I saw somebody told me. Literally. I thought the, the love of God. Well, because God loves you. And that's why he has chosen to draw you near. You may bear far away off from him. But every time you go far, what does he do? He leaves the 99 and just says, Even once, I have a 99, I have more. Then I say, I also want to show you what real love looks like. Because certain times, the love that we get from others is not good enough. You see, when you see somebody bitter against you, just know that what was sowed in their life was not love, it was bitterness. So they are reflecting the bitterness that was sowed in them and they are bearing forth what? Fruit. Are you seeing that? You see somebody who is angry and they were talking down bad on you. It is not because sometimes there's a problem with you. It's because whatever was sowed in them is what they are what? Bringing out. Out of the abundance of the heart, they what? Out of the abundance of the heart, they what? Read your Bible. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? So you find that those seeds they were sowing using their words or their actions was because it was hidden within them. 
Sometimes it may not be a problem with you that people treat you a particular way. It's because there's a problem with them. And all they need is love. Because love has to forgive. Love has to be gentle. Love does not envy. Love is not proud. Love is not selfish. That's first Corinthians 13. And that's your homework, each and every one of you. Because the greatest commandment that we have is to love. Now why would God say the greatest commandment is to love? Why didn't he say the greatest commandment is to? Why didn't he say the greatest commandment is something else? Why didn't he say the greatest commandment is to have cars? Why didn't he say the greatest commandment is to have fame? Why didn't he say the greatest commandment is to become what you want to become? Why did he say the greatest commandment is love? Why is it that his love is so unconditional that he wants you while you're still a sinner? And perfect as you are. And you say, I'm waiting to be perfect. Where? In physics, I don't know if it's in science, you're so learned that there's nothing that's 100% what? Efficient. Isn't it so? Even that which they say 99.9 is not really 99.9. It's a lie. Are you getting that? So God's love is intentional. And he's waiting for you. He just wants you to abide in him. So that you can bring forth the fruits that he has destined you to bring forth. Amen. So the reason why love is the greatest superpower. Media. Why you should not focus on self. I've given you an example. Your anointing. Your love. So your anointing, your giftings, your graces will not flow in the direction where you do not have passion. Love is the greatest passion because it drives you even when you have nothing to drive you for. When you're at your wit's end, love still keeps on driving you. There's a story of a person who was told he's going to die two months. From the death they told him. And he told the similar person, another person who was sick of the same disease, he's going to die two months. One of them, the family came and they were there to embrace him, show him love. The man said, He fought his way to health because of love. And get what guess what happens? He got healed. Then the other one, who didn't have anyone come through for him. What happened to him? He died. Sometimes you're waiting for people to come to you, to come for you, but are you there for them? Uh, no, I don't, I don't just be assigned for this relationship. I want you to be assigned for the relationship. So now, as you begin to love the Lord your God, he begins to show you who you are. He begins to show you what you have. So you begin to be content with who you are. You begin to love and cherish what you have. When we were beginning to pray, I said, you always have to be grateful for what you have and not what you do not what have. Because what you have has the ability and the potential to become something greater. Today you may be complaining, I don't have mango, I don't have mango, but if you have a mango seed, don't you think you should be grateful for that mango seed? 
If you plant it in the soil, what do you have? Fruits. It may not come now, but it will come what? Later. So as you begin to love God, God shows you you. God shows you what you were created to be. God shows you the type of tree that you were meant to be. He begins to show you in which areas you are supposed to bear forth fruit. Because as I've said, it's not everyone called to there. To paint. So he begins to show you and you begin to love it. You begin to have a passion for what he has called you to do. Then what next? You love others. Proof of love is serving. Can write that down. Proof of love is what? <coughs> Absence of love is wanting to be served. So now, proof of love is service because your love will be selfless. You won't be looking towards yourself. The question is, how can I make this person's life what can I do to make this person? Why? Because I'm happy. So if I'm happy, my, conta- my happiness has to be contagious and rub off to it. I am saved, yes, Jesus Christ has saved me and redeemed me. But what can I do to get this person also to experience that which God has, so that, that he has installed in me? Love never dwells in isolation. Love shares. Have you ever seen it? Love never what? Twelve in isolation. Love what? Shares. When Jesus Christ resurrected, he did not come and ask Peter. He, uh, look, look at the question that he asked Peter. Do you love me more than all these? He asked Peter a question of do you love God? Love is a fighting power. Love is a force. But in our generation, we have condemnation, we have judgment, we have criticism, we have selfishness, we have our egos, we have our pride, and so that hinders us to love. That hinders us from being effective in God. When we feel genuinely loved, how many of us come alive? Just raise your hand. You have felt you're genuinely loved, and you don't even know where the whole hype, the whole everything is coming from you. You just have extraordinary energy. Raise your hands. How many of you are? Majority of us. Why? Because when you experience love, what happens? You come alive. Jesus, when he says he's the life, that life replaces it with love. So it shows you how to love unconditionally. It shows you how to be patient with people. Yes, I know people may have betrayed you, they may have hurt you, they may have done bad to you, but people are not God. God is not people. Learn true love from God and learn to love those who have even hurt you. Because the thing about sometimes being in ministry and being a pastor, somebody can talk behind your back and you still can love them. Genuinely, you even pray for their healing. <laughs> but you know what they said was evil. It, it, it hurts. But you still had to. When God asked Solomon what he want, wanted, right? He said, I want an expansion of your heart. 
Oh, sorry, I want my heart to expand. I just want to serve people. And God just said, ah, that's first Kings 3 verse 9 to 10. Going down, you find that. First Kings 3 verse 9. That's Solomon. Solomon, some of you would have said a Benz. Some of you would have said a lacquered girlfriend. Some of you would have said a nice house. Some of you would have said a, a wonderful boyfriend. Some of you would have said all sorts of things. But Solomon says, ah, ah, give me a what? A heart of love. And God says, ah, you know, there's no one who's ever asked such. But now because you've asked for this little thing, let me show you. And God gave him no warfare around his life. Gave him more riches around his life. Gave him wisdom around his life. That's why you find that what made Solomon great was not because of anything else, but because of his So never let anything temper with your love for God. Never let anything temper with your love for yourself. Never let anything temper with your love for others. Even if people have treated you wrong, doesn't mean you're supposed to treat people the same way they've treated you. That's not love. Love says, "Uh uh-uh, you treated me bad, but I'll treat you what? Better. Because we rejected God even from the beginning. But he did not treat us the way we treated him. He treated us the way we felt. The way he thought about. And he gave us all, even when he gave you nothing. Many of you want to do ministry, many of you want to be on fire of God. This is the only secret formula. Love. If you want to be effective in your ministry, if you want to make impact, love. It is not them who love themselves who made great impact on the face of the earth. It is them who loved others and loved God that made great impact on the face of God. But you find that in our generation, we love different things. I love movies. So 24-7, I they watch movies. I love Sean. So I, be, I love music. So I can't let go of this music. I love this. I love that. Why we have replaced the love of God with the love of many things. Because it says in the last days, people's love works cold. But ensure that your love never works cold for God. Ensure that your love for God is keeps on going. Trust me, the moment you begin to love God genuinely, that's the moment you, you just begin to love God. That's the moment you see, you pray without anyone forcing you, you fast without anyone telling you, you read the word without anyone telling you, you won't even be motivated by ministry, you'll be motivated by what? Love. Let love be your greatest motivation. To say, I want to see other people happy, I want to see other people thrive, I want to see other people come alive, so what will I do? Love. Prophet B. Joshua said, let love lead. This self-generation should come to an end. This aspect of self should die. We have to be a people who show love. Let me show you what love is. Your friend falls. Today, if your friend were to fall, or the person who you see... Okay, let me give an example of me. But this example will never come to pass. So imagine, you see me with... Yeah, imagine it. It's not real. That imagination is nullified. <laughs> so imagine you see me drinking alcohol today and you've seen that I'm a man of God. What will you do? 
Answer honestly. This is a test. Let's answer honestly. The exam, Manje. What would you do? I'll be random. This one says you go back and do the same. Because they said they need the muscle This one says you do the same. My good sir. I would speak to you and that's why I'm doing it. This one would speak to me and that's why I'm doing it. Ah, you're hearing the answers. It's all me answering. <laughs> Disappointed. But in your disappointment, what will be your action be? That's why I say stop talking to me. You'll be shocked. But in your shockedness, what will happen? Anyway, give me it up. Now, I'm going to Give me it up. <laughs> it's a tough question. It's in your imagination now. Amen. So I want you to hear the answers. And I'm going to give you a scripture that, that we, we will discuss a scripture through what they are saying. What was your answer? Okay, got it. Now move on, Saka. Some judgment. Now move on. So we'll get to this answer shortly. Yeah, we answer on the fire. We are pointing off. First for you and three for you because success cannot go and three and fast. Amen. I know, sir. It's okay. Take Amen. So now, do you know why I'm saying this? When they brought a woman who was caught in adultery. In that moment, everyone came. What did they do? And that's how our Christianity is. And we do not reflect Christ. Did Christ judge? Are you seeing that? So that is not love because the, the fact that you love yourself and if you found yourself doing that, would you truly do, would you truly judge yourself? Others would. Others wouldn't. So it means self-love. Tahiri, we know we know sign. Eh, we're fighting a balance. Ah, okay. Um, is it that you are doing for for the very first time, or you you are now? Become part of you. No, either ways. That that, that that's the question. See that way. So the question has two answers. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh. We talk about charging because uh, the Bible says the drunkards. Mm-hmm. You never know, in the kingdom of God. So it's not judging, it's just actually telling you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no, let, let, let's let's keep it down. So now listen. I feel like if you to make it a habit and to see standing something down to say okay. I'll also begin to I I'll 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 begin to have the temptation of compromising. Mm-hmm. So compromising. But do you know I love peace? 
Jesus, anger. <laughs> the reason why I, I love his answer because it was a true reflection of love. Everyone does things for different reasons. Even we used to do certain bad things before time for different what? Mm-hmm. So your own is not to play the role of God and say, you are a what? Because you do not know the end. Because in the process, God may save that person. And you find they go to heaven. You who judged, you remain. That's why Jesus Christ said, He who is not guilty, let him be the first what? Cast a stone. Because he knew that we are not all perfect. We will all err. That's why Jesus Christ says, I have what? Forgiven you. Go and what? Sin no more. But you are not playing the role of God. You are playing the role of human. All you can do is pray for that person. All you can do is fast for that person. That God truly saves that person. Why? Because that's the heart of what? Love. When we were sinners, God was still praying for us. How do I know? When you go to John 17, Jesus Christ was praying a prayer for all the people. To say that we may all be saved and that we may all remain in him. Yet some of us, even before then, we were... So you find that that's what used to happen. But yet God was still praying for our salvation. God was still looking for intercessors and rising them and saying, this one, I want him to be saved. So I want you to intercede because I want to intercept this person so that they can come to my kingdom. But many of us would. Many of us would. Many of us would condemn and not pray. And not fast. And yet we say we love. If he who is love came and showed love to the woman who was there, caught in adultery, condemned by everyone, given judgment by everyone, and he says, no, the judgment that they gave is not what I gave. Yes. So we have a lot to learn about love because life is all about love. Some of you, what made you draw closer to God it's because of the love of people who loved God. Am I lying? Had those people who loved God not been close to you, had they not showed you the love that they received from God, what would have happened? You would have continued in your path. Had they not genuinely prayed for you, had they not genuinely fasted for you, what would have happened to you? You would have veered off, continued in your way. So they loved you. But the only reason they loved you is because they were shown love by God. Because you cannot give what you do not have. So if you never received love from God, you cannot give love to other people. That's why the sequence starts with God. God pours into you the love so that you're able to give. Because love is not only a feeling and emotion, it's also an energy source. Have you seen that, yeah? So we live in a Christianity where we say we love but we judge. We love but we condemn. We love but we criticize. We love but we're not willing to help those who we say we love. How? You have not change that person but pray. Intercede. The Bible says you should bear the burdens of one another. Help one another. Why? Because sometimes we are self. So you find that all those people who stood to judge the woman, they were only thinking about themselves. 
is all about me. I think this one needs to be judged. I think this one needs this, needs that. But that was not a reflection of who? God. If we are not careful, we will misrepresent God in everything we do. In short, as you represent him in the word, in doctrine, in your activities and your actions, you also represent him in love. Because as I've said, some of you, it's because you were shown love, that you are closer to God. So why not pray for somebody else? Why not show other people love? If you want to bear forth fruit, love. Love is a choice. I here study. I do not want ministry, I do not want preaching, I do not want yeah, no. My own ayah said, God, it's me and you in the closet forever. That was how exciting my, my starting of days were. Just me and you. Break, 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 break. I read the word. And I was like, ah, for me, it's just me and you. And I think when I started coming out, he knows me, I was very, very sarcastic. One-way dancer, hard to heart. I, I think also he should know. I did not have a tender heart, caring, weird, not feeling. Because I did not learn love. It is true, all these actions, through these acts, through all these, that I'm learning love and what love truly is. So I hope you've learned one thing, and that one thing is love. Keep the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. Love yourself. But also love your neighbor to the same degree that you love yourself. And the scriptures for those greatest commandments are Matthew 22 verse 37. For those writing down. John 15, 12. All those writing down. Matthew 22, verse 37. John 15, 12. And then now I want you to study 1 Corinthians 13 and ensure that all those things that you are seeing you inculcate. So if love drags you closer to God, imagine if you showed somebody else love. What will happen to their life? How many souls would we have for God? How many people would we have coming to the kingdom? Are you seeing that? So don't only think about yourself. It's about my prayer life, my study word, my what. It's not you alone. You're here to bear forth fruit. None of the fruit bears love. Love teaches you the rest of the other aspects of that fruit of the spirit. You can't learn patience without love. Love will teach you patience. That's why it says, First Corinthians 13, love is. So, your heart is very important. 